to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. A brand new week and a brand new key. We're going to look at the key of patience. The Bible talks in many different ways and in many different places about patience. Patience? I ain't got time to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time to talk about patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a hurry. Uh, you heard the prayer from the man who said, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. <laughs> we had a lady in our church years ago. She she said, you really need to be careful about what you pray for. She said, I prayed one day that God would give me patience. She said, I kept praying the same prayer over and over. And she said, I broke my back and I was laid up for about six weeks in my bed. And she said, God taught me patience. And she said, so from now on, I'm going to be very careful what I pray for because mm-hmm. you just might get it. So we're going to talk today about patience. Patience is one of those things that has all kinds of different layers. Uh-huh. There's the patience we have or impatience we have when we're standing in line. You go to the post office. There's 20 people in line. There's one person working behind the thing. And you lack patience. And and you hear it, too, because you hear people start complaining. You hear people start grumbling. Boy, what, they got only one person here? Boy, they, what, they got the slowest person here? How come everything's taking so long? And you hear those kind of things at, in the line. And then you go to the grocery store and the line's too long, you think, or you're at the fast food or whatever. So, I mean, there's the, there's that patience. And then there's the patience that we have or don't have with each other as as individuals, you know, we're impatient with other people. We want people to be patient with us, but we're not always patient with others. And so there's a lot of layers to this, and we're going to look at them all, probably spend the whole week on this. We could easily anyway. The first verse I want to look at is Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. He says, The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. And God talks over and over about us having patience. One of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. And so we need to be patient with one another. We need to be patient with the things in our life. We live in a society, we were talking before we came on the air, we live in a micro, what I call a microwave society where we want things now. I remember when my kids were little, we would stick their bottle. I don't know if this is, <laughs> I think they may say this might be not good now, but we would stick the bottle in the microwave. And I would think to myself, how did my parents ever get warm water on the stove, then stick the bottle in the water and then warm the milk up that way? Took I mean, too long, huh? Yeah, 20 <laughs> seconds in the microwave, you were good to go. And yeah. it was like, this is the way to fly. And 
that's just kind of the society that we're in. We don't want to sit and wait for anything. We want everything to be done right now. And God says that he wants us to have patience. He wants us to be patient. He wants us to be patient with each other. He wants to be patient in life. We fly through life. We're so impatient. We go to the drive up. We're so impatient, we don't even want to get out of the car. So now we go to the drive-up. You know, you go to the drive-up, the oh, bank, you go to the fast food, wherever. And you go to the fast food, and you're sitting in line, and there's three cars ahead of you, and you're saying to yourself, oh, man, I hope these people don't order very much. And we're sitting there, and we're just so impatient about all of life. And God says to us to have patience, and that patience is better than pride. And so we're going to spend this whole week looking at the idea of the fruit of the spirit being patient. Why being patient? So why why do we need to be patient? Why is it important that we're patient with each other? And we're going to look at all of those things in this week as we come up. Amen. And I just want to, uh, as you were speaking, you know how the Holy Spirit does. He moves. He moves. Uh, just in the beginning, we know Genesis is the beginning. And I was just reading that scripture over there too, back where you was in Ecclesiastics. It says the end of a the end of a thing is better than its beginning. And and that's so true. The end it is better than the beginning. Particularly if you ever remodeled your house. Right, right. So, <laughs> You're done. And, and that's what but the revelation is, is in this is have patience. You know, wait for it. Because there's another scripture that says, though your former years be small, yet your latter years shall greatly increase. He said, don't despise humble beginnings. Although your former years are small, yet your latter years will greatly increase. So with that promise, it's going to take some patience to, to manifest that. And, and I'm reminded of what it says here in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And this is something God laid down in the beginning, a, a principle, a law. It says, while the earth remains... Is the earth still remaining? Okay. Amen. Seed time. I like to say seed time and harvest. You just get the seed, and then there's that time period, and then there's the harvest. So seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. But we want to focus on the, the seed, the time, and the harvest. And, and again, Scripture tells us, we're in the world, but not of the world, and don't be conformed to the world. And we as Christians, we're in the kingdom. So this is one of the principles or the keys we're going to have to learn to employ in our life in order to have that abundant life that Jesus came to talk about. He wouldn't tell you have patience if you wouldn't need to have, if there was not a need to have patience. And again, it's back to the farmer. The farmer understands there's seed and there's time. And then there's the harvest. Well, you can't harvest right after you plant? No, no, the next day, yeah, you just go out there. No, no, no. They understand that principle. And a lot of principles of the kingdom are related to agriculture. Yeah, seed, time, and harvest. That's why he said in Genesis 8.22, as the earth remains, this principle will never stop. Seed, time, and harvest, summer and winter, day and night, cold and heat. That's going to happen as this earth remains. And again, we have to, in, in the time Part of that seed time is hard. Is having patience. You got to have patience in that. I call it the mean in the meanwhile, the meantime. That's what we say in the meantime, in between times. Well, some of those times might be a little rough. That's why they call it the meantime. <laughs> it's gonna be a little rough, but that's where you got to employ patience. Because remember, right over here in James, it talks about even having patience 
doing trials and tribulations. We want that thing to hurry up and be over. We want that storm to be over like yesterday. We don't want to we don't want to be in that storm not one second. So uh and God said, "Well, you're going to have to go through the storm, and I want you to employ this principle or use this key called patience." Because in due season, if you don't faint, you you will reap your harvest. That's why he just said in Ecclesiastes, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Yeah, you got to let, I'm going to let the scripture speak for itself. Over in James chapter 1, verse 2, and this is in the context of going through stuff. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. We have faith in God, and that's in his word. Your faith produces patience. And another translation may say endurance, or what does your translation say? Endurance. Yeah, but well, you're going to have to have some endurance to be patient. <laughs> but let uh, patience or endurance have its perfect work. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And, and that's the end of the thing. The end of the thing, if you did it with some patience, it's going to be complete. And just before the broadcast, we was talking about wine makers or wine grape growers. They understand that principle. One of them had a commercial. I don't know who a wine company that was, but their thing was, their model was, we will serve no wine before it's time. Meaning we're going to let it do what it needs to do. And I'm not a wine connoisseur, but we're going to let it age and do what it's thing because it's going to be perfected as it sits. And this has to sit. You know, do they rotate it every now and then? I think they turn them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they turn them, but they, they do a lot of sitting. The wine sits in those cellars <laughs> for, for years. Yeah, so he's saying, you know, have that mindset that I'm willing to just sit. Remember, we got so many scriptures. Look, wait on the Lord. Yeah, we don't like to wait on the Lord. You we know, want them like yesterday. We're looking at Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 Right after he says that there's a season and a time for all these things, he says God makes everything beautiful in its time. In its time. And so in its time, there may be afflictions now, There, and that's why he talks about Romans chapter 12, to be patient in your afflictions. Mm -hmm. There may be tribulations now, as James says. There may be afflictions, as we read in Romans chapter 12, but we need to be patient in all of those things because in its due time, God will make everything beautiful. Romans tells us that, God will work all things to the good for those who love him. And so I love Ecclesiastes here as we, as we look at patience because he, he talks about there's a time for planting, a time for harvest, plant, time for mourning, a time for joy. There's a time in everybody's life for all of these things. As you read that, that scripture in Ecclesiastes, you come to say, that's life. There's this time for all these different things. We see There's a time happening. for trials and tribulations. Right. And there's a time for joy. There's a time for there's rejoicing. There's a time for yeah. sorrow. Right. There's a time for dancing. There's a time for singing. There's a time for planning. There's a time for living. There's a time for dying. There, that's life. There's this time and all these things are happening. And yet in all of them, in his time, God will make all these things beautiful. And so we need to have patience. And so as we look to here... And, and patience is better than pride. One of the reasons why we are so impatient is because of our pride. When we're standing in line, we think that line should be moving for me. It's all we're about working. me. It's about me. I, yeah. I need to go. I'm in a hurry. Don't these people know that I'm in a hurry? 
Don't these people know I've got places to go? Don't these people know that I'm important? I've got to get moving. And so our pride, well, the same reason why we are impatient with other people. Our pride gets in the way. We start to think everybody should be on our time schedule. Everybody should be doing the things that we want them to do. Mm-hmm. I used to see this sign. Um, one of the people at work said, um, your emergency is not my problem. <laughs> and so there are times we think that I have this thing going on in my life and everybody should be in tune. Everybody should be affected by it. Everybody should be reacting and that's just not the way life sometimes is. We have to exercise patience with other people when they're not on our time schedule. They're not moving as fast as we want them to move, and we have to exercise patience. And, and just as you were speaking, that I was reminded of the scripture I was reading it this morning, and I just opened up my Bible into 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24. And it's one of the scriptures we use concerning uh, an outreach uh, coalition we have. It says, let no one seek his own, but each to, but each one to others' well-being. Well, that sounds like, you know, what you were saying about us being impatient in the line. We're always thinking about ourselves. <laughs> the most important yeah. person in the world to most people is yeah, right, right. So it says, What am I doing? But, but here's, here's, here's a command. It says, uh, let no one seek his own, but each one to others' well-being. We should always have... Prefer others over ourselves. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about myself last night because we're all a work in progress. Again, our broadcast is never about condemning. It's always about allowing the Word of God. Pretending that we've got all this now. Right, right. It's about letting the Word of God convict us. And and like you said in James, not just be hearers of the words only deceiving ourselves, but be doers of the Word. Because you say if we do it, we'll be blessed. So I was just thinking last night because my spouse is on the mission field. Been on a mission field, what I refer to as the mission field, for a couple of years now, and probably be coming home this year. But as I'm laying in the bed almost every night, I'm thinking about how much I'm missing my better half. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I wish this this meantime hurry up. And just as you were speaking, I, and God keeps revealing that to me. But the end of this thing, it's going to be perfect. So... You have to allow me to work out in you as well in this meantime, because I'm doing something in you too, Vince. So just go ahead and let patience have her perfect work, because in the end, it's going to be good. I'm working something out in her as she's there, but as you're here, and when you guys come back together, it's going to be a beautiful thing, just like he said in Ecclesiastics. So we all, uh, you know, we all are a work in progress. The Bible says we're. God is the potter and we're the clay. So he's always molding us and shaping us and, and you know, scratching us. That's what you do with clay. You, you put some pressure on it, you spin it. and and But the end result, as long as we stay in his hands, it's going to be a beautiful masterpiece in its time. Right. Well, yeah. see, and, and these things really, you can see evidence of this all the time. If you've ever remodeled your house, we remodeled our house twice. We've lived in our house <laughs> 25 years. Two times we almost moved. Both times, instead of moving, we decided to remodel our house. Our house is almost twice the size, almost exactly twice the size that it was. When, when you bought it. Uh-huh. it. And every time you're in the middle of a remodel, anybody who's ever remodeled their house knows exactly what I'm talking about. In the middle of it, you're thinking, what in the world was I thinking when we decided mm-hmm. to do this? Mm-hmm. Because things are moved, noise, dust, 
all kinds of things are happening and you're wondering about your thinking on it. But then when you're done, all of a sudden, the weeks that were in the midst of the remodel that seemed so long, that seemed so onerous, it seemed like such a pain that you were wondering why you ever did it. All of a sudden, those weeks don't seem that long. It's like, man, that, that was actually a lot faster <laughs> than it seemed. And then once the work is done, you go, all right, this is what we were doing. Mm. And it's certainly worth the effort and worth the time, worth the hassle, worth whatever it was that was going on. And, that's and what, you say, this is okay. And that's this what God's good. saying. He said, I want you to have that mindset. Well, see, this is what happens in our life. Mm -hmm. Because um, I had an aunt that was diagnosed with cancer and she was had treatments for about nine months. And in the middle of it, it was it seemed to her that it was a long time. And she would tell you today, you know what, it actually, in the middle of it, it seemed long. But now looking back, it didn't seem like it took that long. And the results certainly were worth it. And this is what happens to us. You know, you talk about your situation. As we're going through things, the days seem long. Oh, do they? But seem then, long. once we're done, right? Said, it, you know, that didn't well, seem... You know what? It was as long as it seemed. Well, yesterday I was riding my bike through town, and uh, I was just thinking about. Actually, I was riding on the bike path in our town, and I remember me and my wife just before God called us to start the ministry. We used to walk that bike path every day in 2008, going into 2009. We would walk that bike path, and just that's what God revealed to us that we were to start the ministry. So yesterday, I, I was riding a bike through the bike path. And that was 2008, and I'm thinking, wow, where did the time go? It's 2014. That seemed like it was yesterday. So, again, God was showing me that with time. Right. Well, I'm 55, and I can remember it in 35, and I say to my, where did the last 20 go? Yeah. I yeah. mean, really, where did the last 20 yeah. years go? So, so when you come out of that or you finally get to that spot where you wanted to be in time, then you look back and say, it wasn't so long after all. It, it kind of really went fast. But, but that's where you need to employ patience in the midst of the storm, in the midst of, of planting the seed. That's what the farmer has to do. He can't say, man, I wish harvest season hurry up. Well, <laughs> you know? Or I'm going to have to wait several months for the harvest, so I'm not going to plant. Right, right, There's right. There's no sense planting because I won't be able to harvest till October. They don't think know? like that. They understand that there's seed, and then there's a time period, and there's a harvest. And again, another other people who are really good with this, women, especially women who had children they understand there's seed and then there's that time nine months and then but they're always expecting and they said oh they say she's expecting well she's expecting something and she knows the day she go to the doctor here she's pregnant she's not no she's not having a baby tomorrow tomorrow she's but she's prepared she start and that's what we're supposed to do in that time we should be preparing for the harvest or the future and you have to be patient with that the lady the pregnant expected mother, she's not rushing. <laughs> she's not rushing the delivery. Like, come on, Doc, I'm ready to do this thing now. Because, well, the baby's not ready to come out. And it's, again, God's always birthing something in us. And that's why he said, let patient have its perfect work that you may be complete, lacking nothing. He wants us, as you employ this principle, you will be just what the word says, complete, lacking nothing. And this is a word for all of us. I, I'm getting some revelation just as I'm speaking it, because we all have that. We all have that issue with patience well, at some know, point. It was interesting as you said the baby's not ready yet. Well, that's the, that's us. 
Right. There's things that God's getting us ready for. Right. A task (laughs) that he has called us to. Right. Something he's getting us ready for. We're not ready yet. We're We're not prepared yet. He's getting us ready. It's almost that same thing. The baby's not ready yeah, yet. The baby's not ready. <laughs> my, my son here is not ready yet for this. You know, and I think back about Joseph. Joseph, when he's a young man, he oh, has yeah. a vision. God actually gives him a vision of what the future will be. In his mind, he's thinking it was going to happen next week. Right. But he's not ready yet. <laughs> right. So he has to go through several trials and tribulations right. being made ready for what God had promised him, the vision comes and to be. You know be. what? That's what God showed me in relation to our situation. Initially, he showed me it was all about similar to what Joseph's situation. Because God had to work some things out in Joseph during that time. Right? Real, Joseph wasn't ready. Yeah, he wasn't He's ready. He's just a teenager who's a little bit of a braggart, I think, you know, in my mind. Because he can't wait to tell his brothers. Right, right, right. right. But he got, a, he got a promise. <laughs> and... Yet God makes him ready, and when the proper time is, and he is ready, then here comes the job that God has called him to do. Manifestation of of what his dream was. And not only save the people in Egypt, but to save his entire family. Well, we, That's what God's And we can learn was. a lot of, out of that, because Joseph did, he did employ patience. He, he could, never gives up on God. Yeah, right, and he could have he compromised, because Potiphar's wife... Try to give him a shortcut and to success, and you don't give you don't get the idea that Potiphar's wife was some ugly one. Right, 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 right. But but he could have compromised a lot of times, but he 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 stayed in his integrity. He allowed patience to have its perfect work, and he again he didn't compromise. He continued to believe well, God, like he and said, he stayed the course. How could I do this thing and sin against God? That was his dec- his confession, his declaration, right there. Him staying the course. I'm going to stay the course because I'm still believing that dream God gave me 30 years ago or how many years it was ago. I'm still going to, I'm going to hold on to that. That was a seed. That dream was a seed. And now that time that he had to wait for it, that was some mean time. <laughs> yeah. That was a mean time getting thrown in the ditch and then getting pulled out of the ditch yeah, and his soul to some trade. Right. Yeah. Your brother's sold into slavery. Then you go over to Potiphar's. His wife accuses him of sexual harassment. Then he gets thrown in the jail. Boy, that was a mean time. He had to. That's, I tell people the stories in the Bible aren't cute little fairy tales. Those are for our spiritual enrichment and edification. Those are for us to get some revelation out. Well, some you know, understanding. And, and, you, and you have to look at this. I always try to put myself in the place of the person or in the time because mm-hmm. he has this vision from God and he believes that it's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, he's in prison. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, it's like, well, well, you know well, what, Richard? Wait a minute, this isn't how this is supposed to work. I think this broadcast is prophetic because also last night when I was laying in my bed, you know what I was thinking about too? The Bible tells you cast down vain imagination and replace it with what God said. But also, I was thinking about all the prophetic word that God gave me through his prophets concerning my future. And the scripture says this in Second Chronicles 20 20. It says, so it's second wrong. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. So when you get a prophetic word like Joseph, like myself, like yourself, you got to hold on to that because that's seed. And it's going to come to pass if you don't abort the seed. You know, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's abort. And he says, no, you guard your heart with all diligence. You guard that seed. Don't let it get abort. And the Lord was showing me that last night just before I was going to sleep. It was about 11 o'clock. And uh, all this was going on about, you know, 
I want my wife to hurry up and be home. Then I got to thinking about the promise, the prophetic words, because I had prophecy spoken concerning what God wants me to do. And I had to I have to always think about that and not look at the circumstances. Because well, the circumstances want to dictate a reality to you. Well, Joseph, what are the circumstances? He's in prison. There's right. no so, way any of that dream was going to come true. Actually, throwing in the pit, that, that probably would have aborted most of our faith right, right there. I mean, most people would say, well, there's no way that dream's ever coming yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in this pit, and uh, they're about to throw some dirt on top of this thing. It's a done deal. But then he gets that second chance. His brother goes and get him out, sells him to the slave traders. Well, a little more hope there. <laughs> I'm not going to die. At least I'm going to be so. But then we know what happens there. He gets in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife is kind of seduce him every day. He remains integral and, and, and resists the devil and flees from her. <laughs> and then, he, well, when he does the right thing, look what happened when he does the right thing. Right. He goes to prison behind it. Right. Well, see, we always think, <laughs> for some reason, we even as Christians, we think if we always do right, Nothing bad will happen. Right, no. In the kingdom, right. doing right, right and ends up in prison. That's a lot of revelation in that. So, I mean, right. we, we've got to get past the idea that, well, I've talked to people and they say, I always ate right. I always watched what I did. And I've always tried to follow my parents. And yet this bad thing happened to me. And it's like, why are we always shocked that bad things happen? Well, well especially when the scripture says, Anyone who desires to live godly in Christ Jesus will. And Jesus says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But be a good cheer, I have overcome the world. So you can look, just look through the scriptures. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Everybody's, all God's people are going to endure something. But you got to have and play patience during those times. Well, God promises Abraham that his children are going to have the land. Mm Mm-hmm. They're slaves for 400 right. years. Right. Well, well, see, that's what I said about the Bible. How could they possibly have the promised land? How could they ever have but, Canaan? We're slaves. There's no way we could ever but have But here's this the land. deal. It's just in that time, you got to keep the faith. And that's what this broadcast is about, faith on fire, igniting your faith on fire, encouraging and challenging you to keep the faith in the midst of your trial and employ these principles, these keys to the kingdom. And the ones we're on today is patience. You got to employ patience in your evil day, what the Bible calls it, because everybody's going to get an evil day. Things are going to happen to good people, especially godly people, especially if you believe the word. Oh, persecution is coming at you. Scripture says in Mark 4, persecution arises for the word's sake, meaning because you put the word in your heart and you're standing on the word, believing the word. Well, persecution is going to come and we know who brings it. The devil. He's going to bring that persecution because he wants you to get off the word of God. He wants you to abandon your faith. He doesn't want your faith to be on the fire. He wants to douse it with water and put you out, so to speak. But you got to fight the good fight of faith. And uh, again, we uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we don't. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.